You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Hey mentors, just a reminder about the You Can Mentor book. It's titled You Can Mentor, How to Impact Your Community, Fulfill the Great Commission and Break Generational Curses. The whole point of this book is to equip and encourage mentors with new tools and ideas on how to make the most of their mentor-mentee relationship. If you're a mentor, hey, go pick it up. And if you're a mentoring organization, pick some up for all of your mentors. If you would like to order mass copies, like more than 20, Send an email to me, Zach at youcanmentor.com, and we will get you guys a special price. But go and pick up that book. It's good. You can mentor. Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Joshua Manning. You definitely know my voice by now because we're <laughs> like eight weeks into this series. We've been talking about a Why I Mentor series with the coaches at Forerunner. Sorry, none of the full-time staff get to be on it, except maybe Darius. I think he has an episode. But today, we are wrapping that up with a very special guest. We got ourselves Joshua Turner in the house. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing you, great. Feel good. You doing great? Yeah. You stole my name, but I'm all right. Oh, I stole your name? <laughs> Definitely. I'm pretty sure. sure you stole my name because I'm the one that goes by Coach Josh in our program, and you go by JT. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. That's fair. Although we should also talk about the fact that I could also go by JT because True. my middle name is Thomas. So, True. you know, True. Yeah. Our, our attempts at <laughs> designating between the two of us are no. we're, we're unsuccessful. Yeah. The reason why this is a big deal for the You Can Mentor <laughs> listeners is JT here is the grade coach for the junior high. So he works with me over at Lake Highlands Junior High. Yep. And yeah, it's just been it's been an interesting year of kids being kids kids calling us each other's names like mm -hmm. they basically use our names interchangeably and we just yeah. have had to learn how to sticking name tags on our back oh yeah sticking <laughs> name tags on our back i don't i don't know where they got that idea from you for me i don't think that's i don't think that's fact <laughs> no it definitely it definitely was me i i did it to one of the kids once in something like april or something like that and then it just became a game for them to try to yeah try to get name our name tags from the school onto each other's backs onto our backs without them knowing and i'm i'm gonna hand it to them they they definitely got some really sneaky ones there was once i think i like made it all the way home after program that day wow. i was like getting ready for bed or whatever and found it and i was like that's okay crazy. that one was good that one was really good that's crazy <laughs> usually i pick up on it pretty quickly because they're not that sneaky and also it's my job to be aware of who's where at any given point in time but every once in a while like i think they learned that they their their window was when i was preoccupied with the computer yeah. or you know setting up setting up checking kids in whatever yep. like that was their window because that was when i was not quite as spatially aware and so they just kind of like make a pass pass <laughs> behind me and and just deposit it on my back and how many hours is that you didn't know until you got home? Well, program would have been 4 to 6 p.m., so assuming they did it probably 4.30, and I got home around 
eight thirty nine o'clock mm. that night. So a hey, good gotcha. five hours. I mean, we went through all of all of free time without that happening, right? So it's it, it definitely was a it was a good year. Yeah. So we got JT in the house today. JT, why don't we just kick this conversation off with who you are? Yeah, I don't know. Wait, you're telling me you don't know who you I are? I don't know who I am, man. You know, that's something that, you know, I fig- I'm, I'm figuring it out day by day. But on a serious note, I, I would say, obviously, you know, man of God, but I, I have dreams and aspirations to, you know, be a preacher, maybe a pastor. If you ask some people, they'll tell you I'm the faith journalist. I went to school for journalism. I didn't finish, but I did go to school for journalism. And I, I wanted to be on the news, but all of a sudden... I would say around 2019, 2020, while I'm in school for journalism, I didn't just want to be on the news. I had an encounter with God, and I wanted to be something that was about the news, but more so the good news. So mm. it went from the news to the good news and wanted to share the gospel. So, you know, through that process, I just really found a way to connect God to what it was I was doing in school, and he just twisted it that way. So, you know, preacher, pastor, the faith journalist, a mentor, and so many other things that I'm still, you know, figuring out every day. It's it's always, it's always, it, with God, it's always something new, so. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. that. You said you had an encounter with God. What did that encounter look like? Yeah, so man, I was, I gotta say maybe two, at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I went on a trip to Texas where I am now. Right. Uh, but I was going down to Texas visiting a friend of mine on his birthday, and you know we had a we had a great time. But later that night, you know it was just it was, it was like probably eleven o'clock, and I just found myself on the on his kitchen floor crying, like just crying, crying out to God, crying out to God. And in that moment, you know I I just heard so many things, you know like things from the enemy and then things from God, and then in that process, I was able to get up off the floor and go sit on the couch and. You know, God just confirmed to me and spoke to me right there that he's going to use me for his purpose, for his glory, and that I was on the right route with what I was doing, but he was going to take it and use it for him and use it for the kingdom. So I would say, yeah, it, it was just a moment that I had with God and just soaking and sitting and sobbing and him just speaking to me and getting me through that, through that moment. And ever since then, I've just been running after it. And like you said, who am I? Ever since that moment, I've still been, you know, figuring it out and walking it out and, and chasing it just so that I can get to what that looks like and what it is. Right. So 2018, 2019, you're, you're what, like 18, 19, 20? Yeah. I think somewhere so. in there. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So a young adult, you yeah. know, having to answer the, the whole question of like, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing with my life? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, probably just graduated high school yep. or no, you said you were. 2017. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, and you were in college. Mm-hmm. And kind of figuring out like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to be on the news or, yep. or whatever. And then just having to answer the question of like, what am I doing with yeah. my life? Yeah. And then it sounds like, like God just met you yeah. in that place and, and was like, you have all of these gifts. Yeah. You are a leader, you're a public speaker, whatever. And I'm going to use that for my glory kind of thing. Yeah. That's in the wilderness. (laughs) In the wilderness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, that's a, that's a powerful story. It's something I can relate to just in my own story. Cause like I came down 
to Texas and we'll, we'll get into, you said you came to Texas, which means you're not from here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that begs the question of where are you from? But yeah, I came from Texas in, from Utah to go to grad school. Right. And at the time, like it was a lot more kind of self-motivated in the sense of like, I was like, I'm going to grad school because I don't feel like I can be successful in my field, which is in lighting design, as you know, but maybe the listeners don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I can be successful in my in my field. So I started the process of grad school interviews and going to Chicago for that and and all of that. And God just like making a way for that to happen and realizing after I got the offer, a, a couple of months after I got the offer for grad school, that God had made the way for me to go to grad school and was saying like, you're doing this. Wow. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. like, I don't understand. Cause I, I didn't know anybody in, right. in Dallas. Yeah. Right. I'd never even been to Dallas. So yeah. it was like who in their right mind just picks up all their stuff, moves 1500 miles away to a place they've literally never been yeah. to start over. Right. It, it just doesn't happen. But God was like, you're doing this. And I had said yes to him for the first time in my life. And so, you know, from there, it was like I went to, or I started grad school about six, seven weeks later. I, like, that's literally the only time I've heard God's voice, like, audibly. I woke up on a Sunday in, like, the end of September, beginning of October of 2018, and was just like, you know, the first thought in my head was, you said yes to coming down here when you going back to church. And I was like... Well, it's 1230 on a Sunday, so I guess yeah. next week. All right, yeah. Right? And so, you know, that was just God being like, you, you're going back to church. Like, I am pursuing you yeah. because I love you, yeah. right? And so, you know, from there, I met Stephen, the whole, you know, that whole story. But, like, it wasn't, or it was pretty quickly after that where it became a, okay, like, I'm a Christian. I know I'm a Christian. I've accepted Christ, how do I use these gifts in a very niche field? Yeah. Right. Like how many lighting designers do you know? Not many. Yeah. I didn't even know that was the thing. Like, right. Yeah. Most people don't even realize yeah. it's a career path, let mm -hmm. alone you can go to grad school for it. Yeah. So they were like, you know, how do I use these gifts that I've very clearly been given as an artist in combination with my calling to be a leader among yeah. men, which has been something my mom has spoken over me since I was a, a baby. Wow. Like she, she's literally, she knew I was going to be a leader long before I, I knew I was going to be a leader. Mom's always. Known. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so how do I use this, this calling and, or how do I use these gifts and this calling and how do those intersect? And that's how I've ended up one being the site lead at forerunner, right? That's the leadership side of that is I'm leading you, I'm leading the boys, but also I'm the technical director at my church, yep. right? Which involves running lights it involves running sound it involves posting the sermon every week right doing using literally all of my gifts to serve the church and so that's been that perfect intersection of those two callings and as technical director i'm leading a serve team right yeah. so i can i can definitely relate to that the radical pursuit that you're talking about so you said you were coming to dallas yep for a party yep which implies that you are not from here. So where are you from? Right. What do you like to do? Yeah. Who is who is JT as a person, like his personality, right? Yeah. Like I know you. Mm -hmm. I've I've worked the last year <laughs> with you. Yeah. But 
you know, introduce us from that side. So I'm from originally Illinois. I'm going to just say Chicago because if I say where I'm really from, most people would not know where that is. So okay. f- just for context or whatever. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, right? I lived there for most of my life. I went to school in Illinois, went to school, ran track. And then for about two years, that's when I moved to Georgia. So originally from okay. Chica- originally from Chicago, okay. and then I moved to Georgia, and then I lived in Georgia for about two years. Was that while you were in school? Yes, yes. Okay. Wow. I was at Georgia State University. Gotcha. Journalism. And then I was at Georgia State. And then I would say I was there for about a year, year and a half living in Georgia. And then that's when I moved to Texas with $2,000 in my pocket. And that was it. I mean, hey, you had more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bunch of credit card debt when I moved. So. Yeah, I had $2,000 and really just... So, like I said, man, I was at Georgia State University, and it was the first time that I ever left home, in a sense. Because most people know me from Georgia, but I'm really originally from Chicago, so that's where a lot of my family is. A lot of my friends are. And just a lot of the people that I know the most are back in Chicago. Also, you know, I had a couple, I have auntie, two aunties and two uncles in Georgia, but other than that, that was all. So, me moving out there, along with my mom, was kind of like a, a challenge, because I was like, man, I'm starting over. I'm starting fresh. Yeah. I don't know really too much, you know, people out here, you know, I would go there for the summers or whatnot, went to school there in high school, which is another story for a little bit. But other than that, it was just kind of like, I'm here and God, what are you going to do? So in that process of me going to Georgia State and pursuing journalism, I kind of just like, like I told you, you know, God just kept pulling and tugging on my heart. Like, you know, I'm going to use you for the good news. Like, I know you're going after a news career, broadcasting. Um, personality, TV, whatever it is, but I'm going to use you to spread and share the gospel. And that's just what it was for me. So I would say when I want to 2020 COVID that year Mm. was just, man, that's the theme of the, (laughs) that's the theme of these episodes is man, COVID just kind of messed everything up. Yeah. COVID came and crashed a lot of things for a lot of people. And it was good for me that it happened because if COVID didn't happen, I don't think I would be where I am right now. Yeah. So it was a lot of blessings in that pandemic. But yeah, so God just told me, he's like, you're going to move to Texas. And I was like, okay. Okay, why? Yeah, for what, right? For what? He's like, you're going to move to Texas. So like, prepare yourself. He told me that- In the pandemic. In the pandemic. Mind you, I am a college dropout. I don't know if I told you I didn't finish, but I did not finish school, right? So not only that, I was working a job at Party City making $7 an hour. How am I going seven? to seven dollars and twenty five cents? Okay, an hour. I was gonna say because federal minimum wage is seven twenty five. So yeah, how, you, nah, how, how are you making the, seven? I mean, the twenty five cent ain't really doing nothing. You know, that's you true. Work four more hours just for a dollar, but <laughs> it's an extra dollar a yeah, day. Yeah, extra dollar, right? But yeah, so I was working job to job, just living like man, you know, just feeling ashamed. Like man, I failed myself. I made yeah. it all the way out here. Like I'm working a job at Party City. Then I went to go work at Abercrombie. Can't even pronounce it. Abercrombie and Fitch. I think. Abercrombie. Yeah, Aber whatever, right? Uh, is this here in Dallas? No, no this, this is, is in Georgia. Georgia. Okay. While God is telling me that He's gotcha. about to about to move me, this is just like what my life looks like in that process, gotcha. right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm broke. I'm a dropout. I'm living with my parents, my mom, and my father. I'm living with them, and still I'm reading every day. I'm I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm worshiping, and I'm just believing that what he said is going to happen, although what it looks like right now says no way. Like, right, it's 40 years in the wilderness. Yeah, like there's no way I'm moving to Texas with what, like in my dreams. So I just started to put away the $7.25 that I had yeah. in my bank account. We got income taxes. I took all the money that I had from my income taxes, 
put it in my savings account. And this was 2020. I would say around 2021 of May, God was like, all right, get ready. We're leaving in June. And I was like, okay. In June. He gave you like a month heads up. Yes. Yes. He wow. gave me a month heads up and he's like, we're dipping out in June. I didn't tell anybody. I kind of always do it out there like, yeah, you know, I want to move to Texas. I never said why. Because people would be like, why? God told me to. And they'd be like, and they'd be like say what? Yeah, right. They'll talk you out of it. So yeah. I didn't I didn't say anything. I'm just like, yeah, I think I want to move to Texas. You know, they're like, when? I'm like, you know, sometime this year. But God told me in May that he was going to move me in June. Like, he gave me a date. He just gave me a place. But then he gave me a date. And then I looked at my account. And from all the money that I saved, I had $3,000, right? So, yeah. I'm like, yep, that should be enough, maybe. That should be enough to <laughs> move mean, to, like, if, one of the most expensive cities exactly, ever. Exactly, right? Very expensive. And... It's At least just, more expensive than Georgia. Yeah. And it's funny because people are like, yeah, move to Texas, move to Texas. It's so cheap. I'm like, no, no it's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not always the case. But yeah, so I looked at my bank account. I had $3,000 and I said, surely this has to be enough because if you're telling me that you're moving me there, clearly what I have right now, like, it's going to get me there. It's five loaves and two fish. Literally. Wow. Yeah. Five mm. loaves and two fish. And Oh, dude, I have like three different biblical parallels for the story you're telling right man, now. So keep going. And you're we'll, on to something. Keep though. going and we'll get on to it. You're on to something, though, because like I said, $3,000. So this is in May. At the beginning of June, God pushed it on my heart to give away $1,000. Wow. I just told you I had no money in my account. He pushed it on my heart to sow $1,000, right? So I 33% wrestled. of it. Man. Yeah. So I wrestled with it. And I'm like, God, I can't do this. There's no way. Like, if I do this, I'm staying in Georgia. Like, you're like, like this like, is this is a one or the other. Yeah, not a both and. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm are like, we moving or are we staying here? What are we doing? What are we doing? So, and he's like, no, it's a both and. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So, like, what are we doing? So, I'm wrestling with it. I'm wrestling with it. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? It's not mine anyway. So, I'm like, okay, I'll sew it. So, I sold the thousand dollars into what? It was into a minister that that I that I knew. Like, they've really been pouring into my life like a a lot, and I just. Okay. I just felt it, you know, I just felt it to, to, to sow into their ministry. They didn't have a big following or anything like that. Right, so, right, right. I'm um, just like, man, I want to sow into you. And God told me to do this. And when I did it, they're like, what? Say what now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially coming from me. It's right. like, wait, bro, I know you, you know, so. I know you, I know what you got. Yeah, like, yeah, are you, you sure? don't have it like that. So I'm like, yes, just take it. And I, I left it at that. So I did that. Two weeks later, I booked a flight. So mind you, so now we're at $2,000. I booked a flight to Dallas. American Airlines will not do spirit. So, <laughs> so you know, that's a little pricey, right? That's about 300 bucks right there. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. But American Airlines flight, $300, came and toured some apartments. Before I came, I already had a list of, you know, where I want to go, where yeah. I want to look at. So I came, looked at the apartments. Man, these things were expensive. I mean, they they were up there. So I'm just like- Were they you know, in the North Dallas area? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So North the Dallas. nicer part of town. Yeah, yeah. Um, So- I was there searching out, looking for some places or whatever. Did department tours, cool. So this is three weeks. I'm two, I want to say two weeks into June. So we're around like maybe June 14th, 15th ish. Okay. Of um, 2021. Okay. Yeah, of 2021. So I want to say two, no. Yeah, so two days. Like, so I was down there. The lady, I spoke to the lady. I found the place that I really like. And I put in my application, right? Yeah. To the one I really liked. But you had no job. I had no job. And you had no income. And no income. I had DoorDash. You were, oh, you were doing DoorDash. <laughs> I was doing DoorDash. So you were like, hey, like I'm self-employed. Yeah. I was like, she said, do you have pay stubs? I said, I have bank statements. I don't have Oof. any pay stubs. Like I give you bank statements. And her face was like, okay. Like, 
She's like, e- sure, but yeah, probably sure. not. I'll take it. Um, yeah. So I gave her my. I can relate because I, I do her, that too. Oh, yeah. See? So you know what it hey, is. Hey, self employed, right? Yeah. Like, anytime right. I need to get anywhere, it's like, For I have sure. three jobs. For sure. Pay stubs don't cover it. It's like, sure. this is not an accurate representation. Yeah. Here is a bank statement. <laughs> no, yeah. So I gave her I gave her the bank statements and I'm like, ma'am, this is all I got. Gave her everything. She's like, okay, we'll let you know. So two days go. She doesn't even call me. She like gives me email. She's like, sorry, like, you're not approved yeah and i was like okay you know i don't think it was serious like automated or whatever you know like yeah, how yeah, they yeah. have their their emails so i'm just like okay cool but then i kid you not on the third day like i was outside walking and i'm okay. like god you told me i was gonna move there you did this you know you know how we are when we get with god and it's like it's not working out how we thought i'm like god you said this you said that we're what a little happened? arrogant what yeah. happened yeah and then i go home i mean i'm in I'm on vacation, actually. So I went from Florida to Texas because we were having, like, okay. a, a family or a vacation. So, like, I got away from everybody. I'm walking outside. I'm like, God, you said you were going to do this. What happened? Like, And this is in Florida or in Texas? In Florida right Okay. Now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you had After come, touring. you toured, and then went to Florida. Florida. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Jacksonville. So I'm like, God, you said this is going to happen. What happened? So I'm just upset. I'm walking around outside for about an hour. I go back to my brother's house, go upstairs, sit on the couch, and I just look at my email, and it's from the same place that okay. had just denied me. So I opened it. I wasn't going to open it because I already saw this stupid thing. I already, right. I already got denied. I opened it and it says, oh, hey, like you've been approved for the apartment and da, da, da. So I'm like, wait, this is a scam. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, no, I just got an email saying I wasn't approved. Yeah. yeah. How can I be both approved and not approved? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So okay. on the third day, I look back and I got approved. So I gave him a call and I was like, hey, just, you know, double checking. I don't want to move out, get out there and look crazy. And I'm not able to move in. She's like, oh, no, we actually like had a malfunction in the system. Something went wrong. And like, I'm so sorry, but you actually did get approved for the apartment. And I was like, OK, I got the phone. I was like, yes. Like I was shouting. Like I was I was I was yelling. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is that is a crazy story. Yeah. And I see like four different biblical parallels. Yeah. There, right. We talked we talked about the five five loaves and three fish yeah. two fish five loaves and two fish i know my bible <laughs> the five loaves and two fish right you know this just this idea of like i got like this is what i got and god whatever you're gonna do like i'm here for it right mm-hmm. so you had that and that's faith and that takes faith but yeah. also you know i have in my head the biblical parallel of just the beginning of this process right of you know this dream that you've been given yeah is abraham mm. Right. You know, Abraham being promised, like, you're going to have a son and you're going to be a father of nations, yeah. literally nations. Yeah. And your your offspring are going to be as countless as the stars yeah. in the night sky. And so, like, he's giving you this dream. Yeah. Right. You know, that's the very beginning thing is God's like, you're going to do this that's good. and I'm going to use you for my purposes. Good, so now you've got Abraham. And I mean, what was Abraham's story? Like, he... He he waited how long before Isaac was born, mm-hmm. right? And yep. he tried to take things into his own hands yeah. and do his own things. Yep. And Ishmael, Ishmael, and thanks to him, now we have you know <laughs> eternal war in the Middle East. But that's a whole different, a whole, a whole different ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we've got we've got Abraham who's been given a vision, literally a vision, not even just a promise. He's been given a vision of the future of his yes. future, right? Yes. And his legacy. And that's like, that's the start of your story is mm-hmm. God's like, this is your legacy. You're yeah. going to be doing this. Yeah. 
And then you had to go through that waiting period, right? Mm -hmm. The waiting period, the same waiting period that Abraham had to go through. But also, you know, that circles into the second parallel of the Israelites in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. right? You know, of having to wander through the desert for 40 years. Now, granted, their circumstance was a little bit different because theirs was a consequence for their actions. They did that to themselves. They kind of did that (laughs) to themselves because they were given the promised land and they were too afraid to go, like, take it, right? Yeah. But you still had that period of kind of wandering of wondering, okay, God, like you've given me this vision. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Right. Where, where is this? When is this happening? That kind of thing. So we've got the five loaves, two fish. We've got Abraham's vision. We've got Moses and the Israelites in the wilderness. And then the fourth one is just this, this, this really cool parallel of, I don't know if you caught it, but you said three days later. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. You said three days after I got rejected, I was redeemed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the the fourth parallel there is like Jesus's death and resurrection, right? Not, yeah. and obviously these are not the same things. Obviously, Jesus's death and resurrection is so much bigger and oh, yeah. better than oh, yes. than the story. Yeah. But the same idea of like, I mean, if you look at the Bible and just the number of times that like the number three comes up. It's, you know, it's a symbol of the Trinity. It's a symbol of holiness. It's, it's those things. Like if you look at numerology and kind of the symbolism of three within the Bible, like three days later, yeah, three days after you got rejected, you like, they came back and were like, oh, just kidding. Like there was a malfunction. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. A malfunction on my application. <laughs> a malfunction on your application. Yeah. And you've actually been approved for something that quite frankly, you should not have been approved for. Right. True. Like you... I was you, broke. You, yeah, you were broke. You had yeah. a couple grand in yeah. the in the bank and no job, right? No job. So it's like, how how does that happen? It's yeah. obvious, like you know, that only happens as a miracle from God. Yeah. But it's like the biblical parallels of your story, mm-hmm. and like this being the first time that I've actually heard like yeah. this story in this way. Yeah. Like I kind of have known some of that. Mm-hmm. But like the like the cohesive story and just like the biblical parallels is mind blowing. I want to show you something because you were speaking about Abraham and I promise you're going to get to the mentor stuff. But I want you to just read this date right here. What day is that? Six thirteen twenty one. Right. So this is during I forgot to mention it was on a weekend. Yeah. I'm a church boy. So I'm going to church. I'm a church boy. So I'm going to church. So I was. In Texas, it's so many churches out here, first of all, in Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's kind of like 7-Eleven. There's yeah. one on every corner. Yeah, I don't know why it's like that, but God because is Because it's Texas. Yeah. <laughs> there's 7.5 million people in Dallas. But in Genesis, the pastor, I, I went to visit a church, and the pastor was speaking in Genesis, okay. and about it was about Abraham's faith being tested. You mentioned his son, but it, it was about Abraham, God telling Abraham to go sacrifice the only son mm-hmm. that he had, right? Uh, yeah. And, and being Isaac, and he said, go to the land of Moriah, and when you get there, I will show you which mountain that you're going to do it on. So okay. he had to go to a land, but he didn't know where or what he didn't know where he was going to go once he got there. Yeah, and I feel like that's what it was for me. Like I, I God was testing my faith right in getting here, and once I got here, I'm like, okay, I'm here now. Where I'm gonna go? I just got denied. I don't know how this is gonna work. I, yeah, like I'm so confused, right? And if you read more into that story in Genesis chapter 22, before. Abraham is about to sacrifice his son. Mm-hmm. God says, stop. And they're 
he looks up and there's a ram right caught in the yeah, thicket yeah 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 that the blessing was already there in the place although he didn't know where he was going going to sacrifice his son the blessing was already there in place for him right and that's kind of how it was with me like you know it was a lot man like just being able to get here but now seeing that god has or put that blessing in place for me now that i am here it's it's just everything is coming full circle that's why i actually yeah. read that date 6 13 2021 because it's really a full circle moment like just having this conversation and mm-hmm. being able to look back and say wow god did that like there's yeah. only way that's the only way that this happened is by god doing that and yeah it's it's, it's so good man that's that's so good like you know, I think about my own Abraham experience yeah. and I've even like thought about it in those terms before. Mm-hmm. And it was just how I got plugged in at forerunner mentoring, like yeah. how I took the job. Yeah. Right. You know, it was like, I had just graduated grad school. I'd finished grad school in May and I was you know, trying to figure out what was going or what was next. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have much of a network granted, you know, part of that being COVID happened while I was in grad school. And so theater shut down, Mm -hmm. like theater was theater was out for two years before we even thought about reopening. Yeah. And so my third year of grad school, what I should have been doing was being out in, in Dallas and in Texas, whatever designing, Mm. I should have been networking. Yeah. But there was nobody to network with because there were no shows. Right. Right. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And so, you know, we made it work within the school where my classmate ended up having a contract in Vietnam or Thailand or something like that. And he was out the entire semester, the entire last semester of grad school. So I, I was given the opportunity to just build out my portfolio, designing everything that our school was doing for the season, right? All yeah. of the dances, all of the, the opera, I was supposed to design the opera, I got canceled, but I was supposed to design everything, mm-hmm. right? And that was going to keep, keep me really, really busy. But, you know, I graduate and I have no network, yeah, right? Because I didn't get the opportunity to build out what I should have been building out. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going like, okay, now I'm in Dallas. I don't have the safety net of student loans to fall back on for my expenses. What do I do? Yeah. Right. Like, and my solution at the time was I need to stay flexible so I can take whatever contract work I can get. Yeah. And so that looked like me driving Uber and Lyft every day for 10 hours. Right. And... You know, this is also before I'd gotten hired as technical director at the church. I was serving at the church in in the production team, but I wasn't the tech the technical director. Yeah. And so did that for a couple of months. And it was the end of July of twenty twenty one. Yeah, the end of July of twenty twenty one. So again, these parallels between your story and my story. Joel and I had some crazy parallels yeah. as well, if you go listen to his, to his episode. But we had it was the end of july of 2021 i i needed to come up with twelve hundred dollars in like three days right because my rent was due in three days and i needed twelve hundred dollars which i've never earned that much money driving uber and lyft yeah right it just was never going to happen and so it was a monday the end of the month was wednesday so the first of the month was thursday right and steven calls me while i'm working right and of course, I sent him a voicemail because I had somebody in the car, but I called him right back mm-hmm. as soon as I dropped them off, right? And he calls me and he's like, 
I have nobody else to go. I need you to chaperone the junior high and high school students down to a camp in San Antonio. And I was just like, Stephen, or he's like, it does pay. It doesn't pay a whole lot, but it does pay. And I was like, Stephen, just cards on the table, right? I want to say yes. I really, really want to say yes, because yeah. that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Which is totally out of character for me, but also <laughs> like, you know, Stephen and my relationship, we know that I would do pretty much anything for him, right? Yeah. Just because I love him that much. But I was like, Stephen, I, I want to say yes. I can't say yes mm -hmm. because my rent is due in three days and I have no other backup plan. Like this is all I know to do to make this happen mm -hmm. is driving Uber and Lyft. And I've got to come up with, I don't know, with $1,200 in the next three days. And at best I can fudge that to five days, you know, while I make the payment and it's in processing limbo between financial institutions. So yeah. I basically have, I have to come up with like $200 a day, which means I'm going to be working like 14 hour days. Yeah for the next week in order to make this happen. And this is like, this is all I know how to do. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I just can't because I can't afford to miss five days of work. I just can't. And so I was like, if it paid a little bit more then maybe I could make this happen. And I was like, there's, you know, if it was this number instead of the number you gave me, like I could, I would feel more comfortable making this happen. Yeah. Right. So keep track of this. I needed $1,200. I told him if it was closer to $500, <laughs> you know, if it was closer to $100 a day for, for the camp, then I could maybe make this happen. Which, by the way, also, this is a little tangent. I was not a volunteer at Forerunner, so I had to do all of the training. I had to do the van training. I had oh. to do the harassment training. I had to do all of that in three days, right? That's tough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like, if it was closer to like $500, maybe I could do this. He's like... Okay, cool. Let me talk to Lori, who was the financial person at the time, and see what we can do. And he, so he talked to her, called me back in about an hour and a half, and was like, I got it up to 450. He's like, That's what I can do. And I was like, I think I can make that work. Mm -hmm. So 450 for, the, for going to camp is what I made. I had earned over that Monday, Tuesday, I earned something like $300 for just from Uber and Lyft, driving ride share, right? So that's 750. And then in sending me all of the onboarding stuff cuz again I had to go through all of that, yeah. all of that, the, the training the and mandatory whatnot. Stuff yeah, the mandatory do. stuff yeah. to be able to be around the kids. Mm -hmm. he, I, you know, that all came in just through like 50 emails, not really, it was like 5. But in that was it felt uh, like 50. Yeah, it felt like 50. <laughs> but there was a another one snuck its way in as I was going through these and it was a an email from my bank saying Stephen Murray has sold you one hundred and fifty dollars, right? At which point I took a screenshot of it and I texted it to him. I was like, "You didn't have to do that." So seven fifty that's nine hundred, right? And so that was Monday, Tuesday, and we're leaving for camp on Thursday. I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday. I think maybe it was Wednesday. So Monday, all of that happens. I'm up to nine hundred dollars. Tuesday is the other part of the Uber and Lyft, so we'll call it $150. And I was talking on the phone with a friend from church, right, and just processing through things and telling him, like, look, this is where I'm at financially. This has kind of got me pretty 
anxious and stressed and also oh by the way i'm leaving to chaperone a bunch of kids down to a camp in 24 hours kids i've never met right and you know so hung up the phone with him all that and then wednesday morning woke up and had i think it was a text message from venmo saying his name was david and this text message said shelby ezel has venmo or has sent you three hundred dollars and i literally text turned around and texted him i'm like i only know one shelby and i'm going to assume that your wife's maiden name is ezel because she's the only shelby i know at which point i'm going to tell you the exact same thing i told steven you didn't have to do that and he's like yeah but we're called to bear one another's burdens and so it was a gift and so you do all this math it's twelve hundred dollars right it adds up it adds up like i came up with twelve hundred dollars in three days yeah and got to chaperone these kids down on a camp and that was just a whole experience like me going to camp and being like why am i even here but that's a totally different story what ended up happening was darius offered me the job to be a grade coach while we were at camp right and that was a lot of painful processing for me. I had to think through, like, what am I truly called to do? Like, it was a lot of just seeking God in that moment, going, like, God, taking this job, in my mind, taking this job means sacrificing literally I, everything I just went to school for eight years for. Yeah. Because the rehearsal process for shows, for theater, is typically afternoon, late evening. Yeah. And so take up taking up your time. Yeah. Of of my time to be in these rehearsals. And so taking this job at Forerunner, because it's an afternoon job, would mean not being able to take contracts. And if I'm not actively pursuing contracts, then how can I be successful in what I really want to be doing? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, this is what I call my Abraham moment is, you know, in this God literally saying, like, you're sacrificing this. Like I'm I'm asking you, I'm testing you to sacrifice this. And he didn't, obviously didn't tell me that I was, he was testing me, but he was asking me to sacrifice the thing that I loved the most, right. right? I loved being a lighting designer. I love doing theater and concerts and podcast editing and those things. Like, I love that. Yeah. And God was like, I'm asking you to give this up because, and again, in my mind, it was like, they are mutually exclusive things. And so through a period or a, a series of conversations with a bunch of people, one of whom was Steven, who didn't even know I'd been offered the job. And I'm like, bro, you're the executive director. I How did you not know, know this? Yeah. The more I processed it, the more I asked about it, the more I thought about it, whatever, the more it was kind of, again, that same feeling I had in moving to Texas was like, I need to do this and I don't know why yeah. kind of thing. And there's just kind of a piece there. So said yes to the job and... You know, the really cool part of that story is that there has been a ram for me, right? I didn't have to sacrifice the thing that I loved yeah. in that, I mean, we've, we've talked about it in, in program before during staff prayer, like in the 2022 year, fiscal year, I crossed five figures in my business as a designer yep. for the first time ever. Yep. And I, and, and I did that while being a, a coach at Forerunner. Yeah. Right? So it was, God was like, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I said yes. And then he turned around and blessed the thing that I 
that he had asked me to sacrifice. Yeah. So it's such a cool. It, it's a really strong testament for me, but like I love how you have kind of a similar story. Yeah. Right. And that's and and that's how it, it, it's like the so, it's just the sovereignty of God, like of what he this sovereignty is what God wants to happen, but providence is how he makes it happen. Mm, that's so like, good. God wants this to happen, but then we question him like okay god are you sure like we're literally asking god it's not like we're asking a friend yeah. or i'm asking you right it's like we're asking the person who, who literally is in it. control of everything exactly. he's like are you sure you want us to exactly. do this like he's god, like really <laughs> the god who is above all things and before all things like we're asking him yeah like, are you sure you want me to he's like nah like duh right so it's like the sovereignty of god is what he wants to happen but the providence is how he makes it happen it's how he pulls us from yeah. utah from Chicago from Georgia to here to there detach remove because in that process although we're moving places he's also removing things also so it's like God is doing so much in that and yeah. it's, it's 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 beautiful to see how he can integrate integrate so many things that we don't even realize and then it's like wow God had I I should have just trusted you all along right yeah 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 <laughs> it's like I wasted more time worrying than I did just having faith and like knowing that if you said it, that you would do it, like you're going to provide. He always provides. Right. Like the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. So it's like, for me, what helped me too is just the more I stayed in the word, mm -hmm. helped me stay strong. Cause it was like, all right, God, like this doesn't look right, you know, but I I'm going to trust you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what God looks for. Like, I trust you anyway. Like Job said, though you slay me, yeah, mm -hmm. shall I trust you? I think that that's just. That's what helps us in our process, just trusting so God, because some things do not look. But I think that's the point. If it looked like what he said it was going to look like, then why would we even need to have faith anyway? I was going to say, does it even take faith at that point? Right. Like what we need for we walk by faith and not by sight. If we yeah. saw it, we would need faith because I already know. OK, well, if I go sit in that chair, you know, so it's going to hold me. It's going to hold me. Right. So I think, right. yeah, God is God is good in the way that he just orchestrates things and yeah. allows it to come to fruition in our lives. Yeah, and I think the thing that I love about that is those experiences become in in the Old Testament in Joshua, I think there I think it's in Joshua. It talks about stones of remembrance, yeah. right? And these, oh you know, this command to the Israelites when you cross over the Jordan River, yep. put up these stones yes. as stones of remembrance or yes. another another translation i think calls it the ebenezer stones mm. right erect these stones as stones of remembrance so that in the future in your future generations yeah when they ask you what are these stones yeah you can say this is a symbol of god's providence or yep. provision or yep. his sovereignty or whatever right yeah so these experiences of faith right the experiences of things not happening the way we expect them to happen or look like the way we expect them to look these things that require us to walk by faith not by sight yeah once we go through that and go through that refining fire even yeah those become the stones of remembrance i mean i know in my own personal life like finances is a huge issue for me not because i'm you know frivolous with money or anything like that no right. like i just have taken a bunch of jobs that don't pay incredibly well mm -hmm. and so it's tight for me and there are many, many, many months where I go, God, I don't know how this works. Yeah. Like I'm looking, I'm forecasting, I'm looking at what's coming in this month 
and it's not equal what's going out, not equaling what's going out. So how is this going to happen? How am I going to cover my rent? How am I going to cover my car payment? Whatever. And then by some miracle, literally some miracle, God provides in one way. Either somebody's like, "Hey, I just want to, you know, give this to you as a gift." I mean, this the most recent example of this is my federal taxes. Mm. Like I did my taxes this year in April. And this is going to be really personal information, <laughs> but I did my taxes this IRS year. Is yeah, for, for real. I did my taxes this yeah. year and discovered that there had been some issues with my W-4s, mm-hmm. right? Between the church and between Forerunner, what was being withheld was not what should have been withheld mm. because I had specifically yeah. asked for extra to be withheld to cover the income from my business because I don't make tax payments the way I should. So that was my solution is like, I'll just have extra withheld out of my W-4 paychecks to cover the 1099 contracts. Right. Right. But that hadn't been happening. And I didn't discover that until it came time to file my taxes. Mm. So between just my two W-4 jobs, I already owed the government 500 and some odd dollars. I thought you were going to say 500,000. No, I don't know why. no, 500 <laughs> some odd dollars. Right. <laughs> Which I do that part first. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done my business income yet. And I already knew that I had made way too much money that year Yeah, that I couldn't write off enough of it to break even. So I going into preparing my taxes, I knew I was going to owe the government something. I just was hoping it was going to be a few hundred dollars, like under a thousand dollars. Right. So the fact that my W fours alone, I ended up owing the government 500 and something dollars. I was like, Oh, this is not good. I'm going to owe the government a lot of money right now, mm, right? Yeah. Like a lot, like four figures. Yeah, that's trouble. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this is trouble. So this was a this was a big like thing that caused anxiety for me. Mm-hmm. So finally finished going through the, you know, that, through that process and figuring out how bad the damage was because obviously there was going to be damage now. So fi- figured out how bad the damage was, and it worked out where I owed the government something like three hundred or three thousand eight hundred dollars, like thirty eight hundred dollars, right? And this is April, and I'm like, I don't have thirty eight hundred dollars. So my only option right now is to apply for their little loan thing and pay an obscene amount of money in interest to the federal government because that is all I have. Yeah. Right. So. Again, just practicing being vulnerable with my friends, especially my church friends. One of them, literally the day before taxes were due, one of them sent me a text and was like, I'm going to loan you the money. Wow. All $3,892. That's that's a real friend. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to loan you the money. Oh, my. There are no terms on this in terms of like, like you can just pay it back whenever you can pay it back. Wow. Like I'm not expecting monthly payments of twenty five dollars or whatever. Like that's not I'm, I'm gonna leave this. That's to, an angel. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm gonna leave this to you to figure out what seems reasonable in terms of paying it back. And there's no interest. That's amazing. Right. He's like, I'm gonna loan you the money, and he did. He he. I kid you not. He PayPal'd me three thousand eight hundred ninety two dollars wow. that day, and I was able to pay my tax bill. Yeah. Like. Talk about miraculous provision. Yes. And that is just one of many, many stories that I have of where my church or somebody in my community has provided for my financial need. Yeah. So that's all of that is to say, it's like, you know, 
we have these stones of remembrance because yes. now I can hold on to that yes. the next time when I'm sitting there going like, God, how does this work? It, yeah. And, you know, he'll remind me and be like, I've provided for you in the past. It's I'll so continue good. to provide in, in the future. It's so good that none of this is scripted. Yeah. Can you read another date for me, please? Sure. In my notes. And read the note. May 24th, 2023. Okay, what's today? May 31st, so 2023. That's definitely not today. Okay, right. what, what, what does that say? It says May 24th, 2023 at 12.03 p.m. Don't forget to remember. Before you even texted me anything about podcasting this week, right? Right. Don't forget to remember. God then took me to Matthew 16. And, and, and this is when the disciples, in verse 7, it starts. This is when they were discussing among themselves that they didn't bring any bread. And Jesus heard this and he said, you have little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves that you don't have bread? Don't, don't you understand? Don't you remember? Don't you remember, right? The five loaves and the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you collected or the seven loaves. Like he says, don't you remember? And then he starts going down the stones, the oh times, the, the, the sermons. The, so it's like, you can't forget to remember. And I think that's what the enemy may want is to get our memory because if he can get our memory, yeah. then he can get our mind. And if mm. he gets our mind, it stop us. It stops us from getting the miracle or trusting that there is a miracle that's going to happen. So that that not forgetting, like God oh was gosh. like, "Don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember." And I just wrote <laughs> don't that forget in my notes. to remember, right. like shaking you, literally, like don't forget to remember. Because I think that's something that we can do often. Is oh, just like, yeah. I mean, you just have to look at the Israelites. True. Like how many Thank times? You. How many times did they forget? How many times? Did like they the forget? Old Testament is literally just. Pretty yes. much the Israelites yes. forgetting and then coming back and then forgetting and then coming back and then yep. forgetting and coming back and yeah. eventually forgetting so badly that God's like, okay, you guys need yeah. to go spend some time in exile yep. so yep. that you come back. Yep. Yep. Right. So it's, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that is just us as humans. Yeah. Like we are incredibly forgetful. And I think you're right. I think like that is one of hell's schemes mm-hmm. is the more he can cast well, it's not even that. It's the more he can keep us forgetting, the more he can cast the doubt. Yep. Right. And the more he can keep us a- apart from like that remembrance of like God has provided, yeah. God has been faithful in this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Yeah. The more, the easier it is for him to slip in that lie of like, God's really not going to provide for you this time. You have yeah. to do it yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, that and honestly, that has been one of the biggest lessons I've learned since moving to Dallas has been what does fully fixing my eyes on God look like? Mm. Right? How do I every day wake up, fix my eyes on God, and operate out of that place of keeping my eyes on the lighthouse when mm. the storm is when you're in a little rowboat yeah. in the sea in the middle of a storm and you're only getting this little glimpse over the waves of the lighthouse in the distance mm-hmm. right like that has been kind of a defining picture for me in recent years and something i've meditated on is just yeah. like god i don't understand mm-hmm. i'm in so much pain i'm in so much turmoil i don't know what you're doing yeah but also like I know you've provided for me in the past. I know you are sovereign. I know who you are. Yeah. And that you won't let me fail. Yeah. So whatever you've got going on, like, I'm for it. I'm like, for it. let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Right. I have tried, and I'm not perfect at this, but nobody is, nobody. right? Because we're all human. But I try really hard to operate my life out of 
a yes in my heart, mm. right? And so this even goes so far as to like people asking me like, what are you planning to do in the fall, right? For example, Forerunner breaks every year for the summer, the after school program does because there's no school, school. right? So it's hard to have an after school program when there's no school to <laughs> be after. So and who's coming in the summer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who's coming in the summer? They're all you know traveling, doing whatever. Right. So it's always like every year the full time staff is like, "Are you coming back in the summer or in the fall?" You know things like that. Or what are your plans in the fall? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, What do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, At the moment, my plan is yes. Right. <laughs> but also like, God could be like, Hey, you're moving <laughs> right. to Timbuktu yeah. in July. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, God willing, yes, I'm coming back because I'm planning on that. God has a habit of wrecking plans. Like, oh yeah, like, I'm coming back and then boom. Wait, I thought you. Well, God oh, dude, said that was Joel's. That was Joel's story. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm ki- not kidding you. Go back and listen yeah. to Joel's story. He he told Quinn in my first year, so twenty the twenty one twenty two school year, he was planning on coming back all the way up till a week prior to training. Oh. He was planning to come back. All the way up until a week prior to training, literally the same week that I'd been offered the job yeah, and having my own Abraham moment, mm. Joel told Quinn that week, I'm not coming back because I'm going to Alabama to work in another ministry. Mm. And that was like last minute kind of like, it wasn't he just forgot to tell Quinn like, yeah. no, this, this <laughs> God kind of changed the plan last minute kind of thing. That's one of those like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it just like I don't, I don't really plan. Yeah, I kind of operate out of the okay. I'm going in this direction until God tells me I'm doing not or not doing that. Yeah, right. It's like I'm mentoring kids until God tells me I'm not mentoring kids. And even recently, like that's I've gotten the impression, I've gotten the feeling, even I dare say I've gotten the confirmation from him that I'm doing this for a while mm-hmm. because. This past spring break, as you know, I went to Utah. My roommate and I went and were supposed to do a backpacking trip in Utah. Yeah, you're a crazy adventurous guy. Yeah, our, <laughs> our crazy adventurous guys. We were supposed to go backpack through four feet of snow. Absolutely not. Yeah, that did not happen. Talk about God wrecking, wrecking plans. That's that a did... good plan he wrecked, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. That plan did not happen. My roommate ended up getting food poisoning as we were driving up to Bryce Canyon to start this trip, wow. right? So we had flown into Phoenix, picked up my parents' car, and were driving up to Bryce Canyon. We were within an hour of Bryce Canyon, stopped and got dinner at Subway, and my roommate got food poisoning. Mm. And so we had to we had to scrub the whole plan because he was not about I was not about to let him go hike for twenty six miles with a fifty pound backpack through four feet of snow when he needed to when when nature called yeah. every two hours, we'll mm-hmm. just put it that way, mm-hmm. right? So plans changed. We ended up getting a hotel for two nights in St. George, right? And that first night or that first day we drove in, I was really disappointed. I was really bummed. I was not the best roommate. We checked into the hotel at like two o'clock in the afternoon and he was like, I need a nap because he's been up most of the night. Right. Right. And he's sick. And he's sick. So he's like, I need a nap. I'm like, that's fine. I'm going to go on a hike because that's what I came to Utah to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so I, that's what I did is I went on a four mile hike while he took a nap in the afternoon. 
and again, this is March, so it's not incredibly hot in Utah yet. It's it's pleasant. It's like 75, 80 degrees in southern Utah. It was really nice. So I go on a hike. You know, I grab some water, go on a hike, whatever. Hike two miles. There's a little mountain along the, along the trail, and I climb it. So I literally climb a 300-foot mountain, and my intention there is, like, I want to get closer to God. Mm. Like, literally, physically, I want to get closer to God. I want to go up. I want to go up the mountain. Right, kind of like Moses in the Ten Commandments. I want to go up the mountain. And so I climb this mountain, trailblaze my way up, and get to the top, and I'm just overlooking the 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 city, the Red Rock. I mean, if you've ever been to southern Utah, it's absolutely gorgeous, right? So I'm just overlooking it, and I'm just praying, like, God, what the heck? Why is this trip not going according to plan? Why is my life not going according to plan? What do you have planned? Like, what the heck? Yeah. Right. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And I literally just sat there waiting for an answer. And one didn't come <laughs> because yeah. God, God does his thing on his own time. He's not going to, whoa, this is why. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just sitting there going, okay, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And not getting an answer and just sitting there in silence looking at beautiful Utah. And so eventually I'm like, okay, whatever. This is obviously not going to happen. I don't understand why he's not talking to me Mm. because I've always been taught like God is actively speaking all the time and I'm just needing to like listen, but I'm not hearing anything. Right. And so I was like, fine, whatever. I'm even more disappointed or hurt than I already was. Yeah. So I start or I come down the mountain and start the two mile hike back to the car. And it's like five o'clock in the afternoon at this point. I was up there for a while and get like half a mile into this two mile hike back and all i hear is jeremiah 29 11 nope just jeremiah 29 oh the chapter the chapter <laughs> jeremiah 29 <laughs> yeah. and i was like okay jeremiah 29 i know jeremiah jeremiah 29 11 for yeah. i have the or for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord i was like cool what about that like why jeremiah 29 11 how does that apply in this case and he's like no jeremiah 29 right the whole thing the whole thing yeah and would not let it go and so i was like fine i literally like paused the workout sat down on the side of the trail found a rock whatever and just started reading through jeremiah 29 on my phone right because bible app on the phone best thing ever clutch yeah if you don't have it on your phone go get you version put it on your phone read it every day because you need to be in the word but (laughs) you know i'm reading through it and i just start at verse one and working my way through and verse seven jumps out at me not 11 not for i know the plans i have for you right. declares the lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope jeremiah 29 7 says but seek the welfare of the city where i have sent you into exile and pray to the lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare and I'm just sitting there going like, that's good. Yeah. But I'm also sitting there going like, what better description is there for me and my life than having been sent into exile in Texas where I didn't know anybody. I'd never been there. Right. I don't even like Texas. <laughs> right. It's like, and it, it's growing on me, but you know, the idea of like, what better description of there yeah. that is there than exile. Right. That, because that, that message came after you were at the top. Right? Yeah. At the, after and, I and come like, back down. All right, God doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can, like for me for sure, like I can think that just because God is silent that he's still. 
but God's silence is not his stillness. Because we, we look in Genesis, it says that in the beginning, God hovered over the waters yeah. before he even spoke. So yeah. he was moving before he was speaking. And just like with you or with I, like, it's like God is always doing something. Like even when it seems like he's doing nothing, he's still doing everything. And like that message, like, see, because I thought you were going to go to Jeremiah 29, 11. Right. Like, everybody just, does. Because it's like one of the most quotable verses ever. Mm -hmm. But no, it was like. That's good. God was like, seek the welfare of the city in which I've sent you into exile and yep. pray for them because in their welfare is your welfare. Yeah. And I'm just like, one, I, well, so there was that aspect. And then as I continued reading, first I was like, okay, well, like that's a pretty good description for me oh, yeah. and like a command for me to like go and active, like intercede for Dallas, right? Intercede for the welfare of Dallas because that's where you are. Yes. But even within that, like I, as I continued reading, I think it's further in Jeremiah 29. I haven't gone back to it recently, but it talks about them being, having been sent into exile for a period of, I think it was 40 years. It might be 400, but 40 or 400 years, one of those, like it's talking about them having been sent into exile for 40 years. And that also was highlighted for me. And so between those two things, like God was like, get used to Dallas because you're going to be there for a while. Get used to it. Get used to it. You're going to be there <laughs> yeah. for a while and you're called to intercede yeah. on their behalf. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I don't know, man, like this, this whole episode has not been related to mentoring in any At way, shape all. or form, but <laughs> well, God mentoring us. That's true. It's yeah. God mentoring us, <laughs> but even kind of bringing this into the mentoring realm so that we can low key kind of wrap this up because we've been talking for way too long these are all lessons that you and I are learning, right? And we are put into a really unique position in that we get to impart this wisdom that we've gained to our mentees, to the junior high students who, let's be real, they're 13, 14 years old, and what are they struggling with? They're struggling with identity. They're struggling with understanding who God is. They're struggling with understanding what their purpose in life is, right? Like God has put you and I in this really unique position yeah. to show them, to show all of these kids, especially the junior high kids where this is really, really relevant for yeah. them. Pivotal point in life. It's a pivotal point for them. And we're in a position where we get to show them who God is yep. and not just like give them head knowledge of who God is, but we get to teach the next generation, just like the Israelites with the stones of remembrance, we Come get on. to teach the next generation why these stones are here, because what they represent. In scripture, it says that there was a generation that grew up and they didn't know God. Mm -hmm. So like, like what you're saying, those stones, remembrance and teaching them and, and leading them and guiding them. All that was a part of God's plan while you were in Utah and while I was in Chicago or Georgia or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's what his sovereignty was. And then his providence, he just plucked it and moved it this way and got yep. it that way. And then you just happened to be at a camp, right? And then DP's like, hey, man, you should you should come hire. You know, I mean, I, like, you should just come work with us. Which that's also a really cool story. Like, you'll have to ask Darius yeah. about how that all went down because that was, that was God orchestrated too, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So, it, it, but it just goes back to all things work together for the good of those mm. who love God and are called according. It says That's all so things, not some things, not one thing, not two things, but that means good things and bad things. Yeah. Like all, all things, things, all things work together for those who, all, 
they just work for you. And also understand that there's nothing that comes to me or happens to me without going through God before mm. it gets to me. So if I'm there or it happens to me, I know that this is God because God is sovereign and there's nothing above him or beneath him or beside him. And that no matter what it is or no matter what it looks like, like it, it's God. And that's literally your story and like my story. Like, yeah, it's God. <laughs> and it, it's kind, it kind of sucks sometimes because I don't always have the words to articulate it. But when some people ask me certain questions, I'll be like, God, bro, like, I don't know. Those yeah. who know, know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard sometimes. It's yeah. like, how do you explain? I mean, the we talked about it a little yeah. bit earlier of like, you know, somebody's like, why are you moving to Dallas? And you're like, God told me to. They're like, say, what? Yeah. Are you are you sure? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's a combination of do we truly have the words to articulate it? And if we do, do they have the capacity to believe it? Mm. Right. Like, wow. Anymore, like I've gotten a lot more comfortable now telling my story and saying, you know, highlighting the parts where <laughs> God has been like, you're doing this. And I said, yes, right. The highlights. I've, the highlights. <laughs> I've gotten a lot more comfortable with that mm -hmm. than I was, you know, even two years ago, right? Two years ago, I would have never said, God told me to move to Texas. And I said, yes, because, you know, there was always that fear of like people being like, you must be tripping crazy. Yeah. You must be crazy. You must be on something like yeah. who in their right mind yeah. thinks that God speaks. Yeah. And that was a huge <laughs> insecurity of mine, mm -hmm. but in being plugged in at my church, being plugged into, into the word growing in my relationship with Christ, I've been more confident than that. And it all of a sudden is bringing like, he's bringing the, the verse. I don't know where it is off the top of my head, but it's for, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Right, like Paul, something, something. Yeah, it's say. it's a Paul thing. I think <laughs> it might be in James, but I could be wrong. But he's, you know, it's for I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? And like that was who I was two years ago. I was like, I'm a Christian, yeah, but I don't really call my or like I, I like Christian has a negative connotation to it, especially in today's society. That's another story, too. right? <laughs> it's like Christianity has a negative connotation. So I'm a kingdom citizen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I would find other ways to say it. Like one time in high school, this is before I left the church. I was a freshman. One kid, I, I had a necklace, a surfboard necklace that had Joshua 1-9 on it. Like the, just the reference, Joshua 1-9. And he was like, are you, are you a Christian? And I literally, I kid you not. I said, I'm a Christ follower, but I'm not religious. Like I, I literally denied Jesus in that moment. Mm. But anymore, I wouldn't even dream of saying that because right. I know that Christ is where the joy is. He's where the peace is. Yes. He's where love and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control all come from, right? The yep. fruits of the spirit. Yep. And I've gotten to taste the good, the goodness of that. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to see how much better life is yeah. with him in it. Yep. He's... In, in many ways, in my own personal testimony, like God had sent me or let me experience his wrath so that I could have a truer, deeper understanding of the joy set before me in him. Yeah. Right. So it's just so cool that we get to, we get to mentor kids 
and we get to pour into them all of those lessons that we've learned at kind of the pivotal moment in their life when they're in that transition between elementary and high school. Yeah. On top of that, with them not being able to get that anywhere else but really forerunner. It's like usually, yeah. Usually, yeah. A like, lot of our kids yeah. don't have fathers or fathers right. or parents who are actively involved in the church. church. Right. Some of our kids actively go to church. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Most Majority, of them don't. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I mean, that's a reason why we do forge. It's yeah. a reason why we do our own church service yeah. and teach them the Bible. And yeah. it's a reason why I don't know if you've ever picked up on it, but I've taken like Darius gives us latitude in how we teach. Like, he tells us what to teach, but he gives us the latitude of, like, you know, how to present that. Mm-hmm. And you do that in your own way, and I do that in my own way. Yeah. But I, I distinctly remember there was, I don't remember what the lesson was, but there was a Forge sermon that I had to give in the spring semester. And, oh, it was the the verse, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, yeah. And it was talking about, or like he was using it as a reference to, I don't remember what the theme for the week was, but as I was reading the scripture and meditating on it that week, I was like, this is not at all what this verse is saying. Like the point he's trying to make, the point Darius is trying to make with this is not what is truly in the scripture. And I'm, I'm just one of those people that I'm like, I don't want to present false theology, right? And can't. so I can't yeah. like I'm as a teacher. I mean, the Bible even says yeah, yeah, as a cursed. teacher, you're held <laughs> to a higher standard. Yeah, you can't be. A, yeah, you got to you got to be accurate. And so I was like, I can't I can't teach what he's asking me to teach. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I'm still going to present the text and I'm going to explain how it applies in the situation that he's asking me to apply it to. It's just not quite what he's looking or what his interpretation has been. Yeah. And, and that's what I did is I, I literally got up in front of the students during that forge sermon and I was like, this is what the text I'm supposed to teach is says, but if we look at the context, so it started like one slide was just that one verse. And then the next slide was that verse in context of the whole paragraph. And I was like, this is what it says. This is how it kind of applies if you take it out of context. And this is kind of how the general population takes it out of context. Right. But here's what it's actually saying when you look at the whole context. Yeah. And that was a really interesting experience for me. Yeah. And context is everything. Yeah. I mean, especially being at that young age with the boys. And that's what I love. That we get to teach them the word, but not just the word, but like context of what it means. Like, you know, the backstory, the full story, everything in between rather than just, you know, like when you said Jeremiah 29, I went straight to 11, right? Right. Jeremiah 11, right? But it's like, we have the opportunity, which I love at Forerunner, is to teach the kids the Bible and to love it, to learn it, but most importantly, to live it. And they've, they've responded, like even with the responding to the gospel, they always respond. Like there's always a message that they respond to, we see the boys like worshiping, standing up. Oh like, my gosh, leading each other and <laughs> leading, leading a forge. Oh like, yeah, we had a we had a kid at the end of the year lead a lead a forge sermon, and he message. crushed it. Was and it Joseph? It was in Joseph, right? Or no, Job. Job. It was Job. Job. It was Job. Yeah. We had a we had a student teach a forge message on yep. Job, Man. and like I worked with him for the entire week, just making sure he had an understanding of the text and what he was going to say, and he crushed it. Yep. We're talking about an eighth grader eighth leading grader. his peers. 
something that's not normal in eighth grade. Like no. to be sharing the gospel right in school. In school <laughs> that way. Yeah. Like yeah. that's unheard of. Yeah. And the fact that we're in the school. Yeah. Right. Yep. So yeah, it God just is good. The, yeah. Just the ways God has moved this past year have been mind blowing. I wish we could like have a three hour podcast <laughs> and just share all of the stories, but we can't. But no, we get to do that. And and I think that ultimately in this whole episode, this ridiculously long episode, I, I hope that that is the encouragement for all of the mentors listening to this podcast right now is that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, how qualified you are, whatever. Like, if it's God's will, he's going to make it happen. Yep. What was it you said? God's sovereignty? Yeah, God's sovereignty. That's his rule. That's what he wants to happen. But the providence is how he, how he makes, makes it happen. happen. Yeah. Like, God is sovereign. He, yep. at the end of the day, nothing can stand against him. Nothing. And if it's his will, he's going to provide for a way yeah. to make that happen. He's so going to open some door. He's going to create a scenario for you to engage with your student. I mean, some of the best conversations that oh, I've had yeah. with my kids, <laughs> with my kids, with the kids yeah. are the ones where they just got into some kind of fight or discipline process or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we're sitting in a hall talking about what just happened. Yep. But also like, I, I, I mean, this is a really good story. I'm going to share the story and then we'll jump into the last question and wrap this up. So we had a kid, I don't remember exactly when it was in the year, but we had a kid who we hadn't seen in a hot minute and he came to program that day and all of the other kids, like they came in, I know you're thinking, of, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're here, you're seeing it. Yeah. We had, we, all <laughs> the other kids had come in and immediately went to the back corner and started huddling up, which for us, we know means that a fight happened at school and Thanks. one of our kids was involved and we need to like... They tell on themselves. Yeah, like. they tell them. They think they're <laughs> sneaky. They're not. Yeah. They're 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 not that secretive. So, you know, just in in kind of, I pulled one or two kids aside and was like, "Hey, you know, what's going on? Was there a fight? Whatever." And of course, none of them would rat rat out what happened because you know they have integrity. It's just it's put in the wrong place in this case. But none of them would rat it out. I finally I finally discover that it's this one kid right that we hadn't seen in a hot minute. And he was in, in program that day. So I go down to the administration. I'm like, JT, I'll, I'll be back in a sec. I go down to the front office and I talk with them. I'm like, do you guys know anything about a fight? And they're like, no, we haven't heard anything. Right. And no um, clue. No clue whatsoever <laughs> about this fight. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let me, let me go talk with a student. Let me see what I can figure out and I'll, I'll let you know. Right. And so I pull this kid out in the hall. And we start talking about it. And by the way, the, the administration in that conversation had told me, like I'd asked specifically if they had heard about a fight with this kid or that this kid had been involved in. And they said, no, they're like, but he has been nominated for student of the week or whatever. Right. And so I pulled this kid into the hall. Right. And I'm like, Hey, I went down to the front office and had a conversation with them and he's visibly like disturbed at this point because he's like oh, he knows what he's done right and I know what he's done but nobody else knows what he's done but he also doesn't know that I know what he's done right so I'm like I went down and had a conversation with the front office and you know what they told me and he's like what I was like they told me you'd been nominated for student of the week and he's like wasn't expecting to hear that he wasn't <laughs> expecting to hear that and he's like oh man and I got in a fight today and I was like 
interesting. Let's talk about that. So we talked about, we talked through that. We talked, you know, the typical discipline stuff, which the fight didn't happen at Forerunner. And so there wasn't a whole lot from our side that needed to happen. Like, he, you know, I gave him a consequence, but not because he got in a fight at Forerunner. I gave him a consequence to hold him accountable for his actions, right? And it was, you know, it was a mild consequence in the grand scheme of things. At Forerunner, you get in a fight, you get sent home, right? This happened at school. The, the administration didn't know about it, so I wasn't going to send him home, right? And I had actually, like, run this past Darius. I was like, I don't think we need to send him home. What what should I do in this in this scenario? So I gave him sentences if you know the old school consequence oh i I know yeah (laughs) so i gave him sentences we i gave him a bible verse about anger that he had to write 60 times one for each second of the fight because it was a 60 second fight literally one minute they set a timer and everything wow (laughs) right and so in this in this process of having this conversation with him like i i got to affirm him i got to be like look i'm i'm not angry at you yep you're not in trouble at Forerunner. You can still be here. Yep. There is going to be a consequence for your actions, but that's because our actions have consequences, mm-hmm. right? So you are going to have to do something, but I'm not angry at you. I still love you, and I get to show you grace and mercy right now. Yeah. And even more than that, and this is, by the way, one of the like greatest moments of growth I've seen in this kid the whole year. Oh, yeah. I was like, balls in your court. Integrity. Yeah. I was like, balls in your court. The administration does not know about this fight. So Could have easily been like, okay, well, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you have a choice right now. And whatever you choose is what we're going to do, right? I'm not going to force you to go one way or the other. But you have a choice to make right now based off of who you are as a man of God. You can either say let's go back inside right now and rejoin program and have fun. Or we can go down to the office and you can tell them what happened. I will tell you that you bringing it to them more than likely the consequence will go so much lighter than if they find out about it and then ask you about it. I can promise you that. For sure. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to force you one way or the other. It's your choice. And like I said, one of the one of the best moments of growth I've ever seen in this kid, he was like, I want to go down and I want to tell him. Unforced. Like, Unforced. Yep. I was like, it's your choice. Yeah. I'm going to say okay to whatever choice you make. And he was like, I want to go down and I want to tell him. And I was like, okay, that's amazing. Let's go down. So we walked down, and I was like, this kid, I used his name, but you know, anonymity on the podcast. This John kid, Doe. Ha- huh? <laughs> John Doe. <laughs> yeah, John Doe has something he'd like to say. And he told them that he'd gotten into a fight. He told them where it happened, what happened, how it happened, all the things. And he did end up getting suspended, but there, that was a little bit of another reason. Yeah, anyway. But the point is like he had the integrity yeah and that's and, what they decree responsibility integrity, yeah integrity. that's the five traits of a man of god yep. responsibility humility integrity leadership and respect and if i remember correctly we actually highlighted that for him at i don't remember we Maybe. should have yeah it's very if possible. we didn't we should have yeah. like at the at the 
end of year celebrations, like we highlighted that for him. Wow. And in like that's the area he's grown in the most. And he's coming back. And he's coming back. <laughs> so because he was a seventh grader. Yep. So we get him for a whole nother year to pour into him. So yeah, that's just I mean, that's just an example of like God orchestrated moments where even in the hard moments, like those are opportunities. And I have three or four other stories of the year where that's happened, but we do need to wrap this up because we've been talking for almost two hours. JT, we've talked about your story. We've talked about God and how he's just woven his way into your life. We've talked about how that's kind of bled into mentoring kids from hard places at a junior high in Dallas. The question remains, why do you mentor? Why do you show up for these kids every single day? Because that's really the title of this podcast episode. And we haven't talked about it at all. So why do you mentor? Why do you show up? Oh, man. It's because there was a point in my life where I needed what what I'm giving. Like, what we're doing, I needed that. Mm. And I didn't really have that. Growing up, my mom went through a divorce, and I was you know, fatherless for, for, for a gap. My stepfather came, I don't call him stepfather. I say my father, but you know, but it was a gap. It was a period, right. Where there wasn't a father in a home and I needed someone who can like pour into me. Right. Mm -hmm. Not just about being a man, but about God. And, you know, I just remember the things that I was thinking about during that time or, you know, the conversations that I would have with my friends or with myself and what it felt like to have that gap or that void that at, that age you don't know how to fill that void right so yeah man i do it because i was once in their shoes and then god sent me you know a forerunner or my father and he poured and instilled all those things into me about how to be a man right and 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 and, and all the principles that i need and god also sent you know like pastors and other mentors into my life and i feel like that's what i'm supposed to do is give back like one of my favorite verses is go into all the world Mm. and share the good news right all the world is literally every place that needs the gospel and i feel like that can be at the junior high that can be at k like it it doesn't matter where it is and that's just one of the 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 staple verses for me and the bible also speaks about if you you raise a child up as they go when they grow old they won't depart from it Mm. and just seeing how important it is to get them while they're because if we don't get them or help them while they're young somebody will and it'll be the world or it'll be this, it'll be that. So yeah. it's just like, we play such a pivotal, like that story you just shared. Like, I didn't know all the details like that, you know, but just what was instilled in that young man, the integrity that was instilled in him goes beyond forerunner now. Like now he knows how to have integrity. Now he knows how to have the five traits. So that's why I do it. And because it also just brings so much joy, like to see the kids say, I want to give my life to God. Yeah, and like I want to get baptized like stuff like that is just that's the real fruit right there that's the real fruit right there and that's why I do it I do it because it brings me so much joy and I'm also just doing the Lord's work right right cliche thing to say <laughs> I'm doing we're doing the Lord's work and there's nothing else that I'd rather do but if I have the opportunity to share the gospel especially with kids and then not only that work work along with some great coaches as well and mm-hmm. stuff like that like it makes it worth it and like you said I'm always down to come back unless God says right. Unless God to Zimbabwe. intervenes, <laughs> yeah, Zimbabwe. Oh, that's where yeah, you're going. I know, right? <laughs> Mine's always been Timbuktu. Yeah, I mean Timbuktu. That's what I meant to say, Timbuktu. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, you're right. Like we have some phenomenal coaches. You've heard their stories on the podcast, 
and I'm I'm gonna just tease it right now. In a in a few weeks, we might have, you know, uh-huh. might have a treat coming. Yeah. So you'll definitely want to keep you know keep listening heavy. into into the You Can Mentor podcast. It's gonna be just so much fun. Oh yeah. You definitely don't want to miss it. Probably are gonna want to like. I don't know, get a cup of tea or something. Like Netflix, like how you sit down, you know you're about oh, to watch something. Yeah, well, but I'm thinking like it's it's going to be one where you're like, you're not going to listen to this on your commute to work. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah. this is this will be one where you're going to want to like grab a cup of tea, yep. put it on the, you know, airplay it to the TV or something mm. like that. Just sit back and listen because yeah. like it's, it's going to be fire. It's going to be really, really good. I just know it. So. For sure teasing that and then you know that's coming in a couple weeks it's gonna be a massive one to edit but <laughs> oh man that's gonna be so hard to edit that one throw some but, video in there Nah, i don't know <laughs> that we're gonna throw some video in there but you guys definitely don't want to miss that All right, JT, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for hopping on the podcast. Do you have any last words of encouragement for the the listeners out there, the mentors, or maybe the mentors-to-be, mentoring leaders, mentoring organization leaders? What, what words of encouragement do you have for them at the end here? Shameless plug. I'm writing a book right now. Oh. About faith it till you make it. Okay. And, you know, the whole notion like, oh, you got to fake it until you make it. But in the kingdom, we actually faith it until we make it. Ooh, that's um, good. So, just, I would just say trust God. And I think you said this, you guys, when you were on your trip, you had to scrub the plan. Yeah. That stuck with me. And I that's going to take me home and I'm going to be on that for a while. So, yeah, I would say trust God and scrub the plan. Trust God and scrub the plan. Yep. I like that. One of my favorite ways to say that is like make plans, but keep them loosely. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, uh, make plans. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a problem to make plans, but keep in mind that you know God can move. Yep. Right. God can change things. Yeah. We we had that in program. You know, so make plans, but keep them loosely. Yeah. So I love that. You know, faith it till you make it. That's coming out. Who knows when? As soon as it does, <laughs> we'll we'll jump on another podcast yeah. and talk through it. Or I don't know, maybe I'll connect you with connect you with Zach and John, and they can talk through it with you because I know I know John's done that with a couple of authors already, and yeah, we'll we'll definitely throw the the Amazon link to that whenever it comes out, and make you a best selling author. We got you, we got Taj, we got Bailey now, all written books. You know, I still think Stephen's got a book in there somewhere, but you got a book. In the, your story My is book? a book. Your life is a book. Oh, Your story is a book. Yeah. So you owe us a book too. I owe you a book. Uh, <laughs> no, you owe us a book. Yeah. I, I don't know that I want to yeah, write a book. Yeah, you owe a book. I'm sure I'm sure my testimony could be a From book. From Utah but. to Dallas. That's not come on now. What Utah. would you call the what would you title the book? I don't know. I, I, All right. From Utah to that's probably what's called. I don't know because from how do you get from Utah to Dallas? Yeah, go listen to epi- episode one forty three and you'll find <laughs> out that because that's how I got there. Anyway, yeah, we got we got JT in the house. Thank you so much for joining, listener. We hope you left feeling really encouraged by this episode. I know I'm encouraged. Like we've talked about some amazing things and just like the way God moves and how we can be encouraged by God's provision. But if you've missed everything else in this episode, you've definitely missed out. But just remember this. You can mentor. See you later.